Shivani Shetty is a bona fide entrepreneur and the founder of EventMade. It is a platform that develops technology solutions to address event industry issues, specifically for event organizers and suppliers. Shivani entered the corporate world with the aim to gain valuable business experience as operational intelligence for Samsung, running mobile and web app releases for sales teams across Southern Africa. She found so much fulfillment in arranging events that she started her own events company and landing Nando's as her first client. On the podcast, Shivani and I talk about her failure to launch story of EventMate, how she has an online coaching program and how she deals with rejection and failure. I hope that you enjoy. Really excited to, to chat to you because I know your story. I mean, we've met before at Future Females. I've heard the story before and I just thought it's such a powerful one. So I'm just going to kick right into it and just ask the fireheart question. You had a bit of a failure to launch story and you launched your business event mate as lockdown hit. So as we all know, events, conferences, everything was shut down, everything closed around the world and canceled. So it must have felt like all this work has gone to waste. But how did you manage to persevere? Because now EventMate, the app is up and running and doing quite successfully. Okay, so here's a bit of background context. So in February 2020, I had just hired an extra 10 people to join my business. We were due to launch an app, our um, the main app of our startup to 155 early adopters in South Africa on the 30th of March, 2020. That's early customers, yeah. right? Yeah. And a week before that, South Africa goes into a hard lockdown <laughs> and it's basically living from month to month because we don't know what's going to happen or when this lockdown is going to be lifted or, when the or what is going to say another two weeks another week <laughs> exactly exactly so uh yeah it was a horrible situation um where I, I mean, and because we're in the events industry, we create apps for the events industry. Mm-hmm. We only came out of a lockdown a year and a half later. Yeah. Um, where people could actually host events and use our apps. So it was a very difficult two years because I lost my startup team of 12 that I just hired, most of them. Um, and then I had most of the businesses who were my customers that were that went under mm. because of COVID. And I think the most important lesson I've learned over the last two years was, especially with the COVID situation and how it affected my business, was how to be present, mm. um, how to handle things minute to minute, moment to moment and not overthink things because I couldn't do that. I didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow or the next day or the next week. That also, I think, takes a lot of patience and resilience (laughs) in order to just keep putting one foot off the other because it wasn't just one lockdown case. There were several. Mm -hmm. And then events were back on and then they were taken away again. It takes a lot of resilience and Thank you for sharing as well what you said your biggest lesson was kind of learning through it. 
How is the business doing now? I know that we discussed this, but I, I'd like for any of those listening to hear that, you know, you're going from a failure to launch story. What, what's happening in the business now? So I'm waiting for my travel documents. I will be launching Event Made India in the next few months. Yay, me. <laughs> Yay, our company. Yes, yeah. um, so this is the same app that we failed to launch in March 2022 to 155 customers in South Africa. We are launching to 300 customers in both South Africa, India, and the United States uh, in the next few months. Wow. States and India, two really big places. And what have you found has been like a key distinct differences in the markets between, you know, South Africa, India and the States? Well, you know, I think you would agree with me because of your background. Um, It's a different audience set completely. Um, for my industry, South Africa, we our, our audience is mainly female event businesses or event planners, or family rent, uh, family led or run event businesses or planners. Whereas India, it's it's more male dominated industry with a different language, with a different culture. So we really had to and are doing a lot of research into that market before we launch into it because it's very different. Marketing and advertising wise, it's pretty much the same. So uh, uh, compared to South Africa. So if I want to connect with someone in India, I would use the same marketing or advertising routes as South Africa. So Telegram, uh, Facebook, WhatsApp, those are the normal channels that they use to get in in contact in LinkedIn. Mm. America is very different. Um, we've only got about 12 customers there yet, but I'm, I'm happy to even have one, but they're more, they're more marketing and advertising savvy. So you need to know how to sell to them. And I'm not quite sure we're hitting it right as yet. So a lot of our, when I'm in the U S a lot of our customer research will be into actually understanding the psychographics of the customers there and understanding what they respond to. In, in terms of uh, advertising and marketing. And you also do an online coaching program. And I know that you've covered how to take rejection um, and accept failure or kind of roll with the punches, I think is a better way to phrase it. So this question is sort of twofold, is that how do you personally handle failure and did you use your failure to launch story in the in the online coaching when I had a corporate career once I was a massive perfectionist and OCD so I wanted things done precisely as they should and not like me (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so there's steps that you need to follow and things need to get done and when you start your own business and become an entrepreneur, it is the complete opposite. It is just problems everywhere. And you're trying to learn as fast as you can about how to hire people, how to advertise, who is your customer, legal documents about the law. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole lot of stuff that comes up that you, you have to learn and you have to get comfortable mm-hmm. with failing and being rejected especially if you're a founder or a business owner because most of your job is sales right and if you haven't defined who your customer is or found the profile of who your customer is Mm. there is a lot of 
approaching of the wrong person to sell your products or your service to. Yeah. And that leads to a lot of rejection and failure. Um, I'll give you one story. So I was pitching to Danone and Bryanston for an event. So my first company was an event company. And I'm standing in front of, in a boardroom full of these really important people of Danone South Africa. And my pitch completely fails. I lose eye contact. You know, I'm drowning and it's like 10 minutes left of this presentation. And I remember after that, I... I went home and I couldn't get out of bed for a week because I felt like such a failure because I was this corporate success and I did everything right. And why couldn't I get this right? They don't teach you about entrepreneurship in school and they don't teach you about how to fail positively or healthily in school. So that's one of the things that I had to learn, how to get up in the morning after a massive failure And that took me on a whole journey of understanding myself and how I speak to myself and and what triggers certain reactions within me um, that led me to learn how to overcome my rejection and failure. The coaching business is a complicated story. Um, I actually started it during COVID as a way to bring money into my business. (laughs) Uh, So it was a way you pivoted during COVID, during lockdown. (laughs) well yeah I still had 12 people's salaries to pay and I wasn't willing to give up on my dream yet and lucky I didn't give up on my dream so I had to find a way to get money into the business and coaching uh, startups and businesses internationally was the way that I brought money into the business so that's how it started and how do I put this I wanted to also give back a little bit because I had people asking me Uh, general questions that I didn't need to charge for but I could give free advice on Mm. so I I thought why not just create an online uh, business coaching profile on Instagram and just share little bites of knowledge as I as I coach businesses and entrepreneurs what else do you discuss on your online coaching so we've just finished a series on failure and rejection so um on that series, I basically describe all the rituals I use in the mornings uh, to set me up for a day, especially if I'm going to face a rejection or failure on the, on the day. How do I deal with it um, as a rejection or failure is happening? And how do I end up the day and just shut it down so that I can start the day anew? Now we're busy. We've just finished that series. Now I'm busy on a series on winning the customer. So just getting the basics in place about how do you know who your customer is, how to get the information and how to speak to, um, to people to find out who, what the basic customer profile is. Mm. And later on, I'll go into marketing and, and sales, especially how to overcome sales objections, which is really, really important as an entrepreneur or business owner. And how can any of the listeners find you in case they need some avid coaching with regards to any of these skills? Okay, so you can find me on any of my social media profiles. So at Instagram, it's at shivani.chetty or on Facebook, I think it's shivani.chetty1690. And in my bio or my profile, you'll have a link where you can book a coaching, a free 30-minute coaching session with me uh, via Calendly. 
Awesome. So you caught my attention a little bit about like rituals and little tips. So I wanted to ask if you could share just like one tip about how someone can handle rejection and how they can also learn from failure. Okay. So I think the most important thing is how, what do you say to yourself and how do you handle uh, rejection and failure as it's, as it's happening? So I have um, a set of cards Mm-hmm. Uh, with things that I've written down on it that I say to myself. Like actual physical cards. Mm-hmm. Actual physical cards. Okay. I got an email from a client that they weren't interested in my services, right? Or they didn't have the money, they couldn't afford it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will sit in front of the mirror as that failure or rejection happened and I'll say things to myself like, Shivani, this is outside of you. I know that you're sad or disappointed that you didn't get this client. And you put in all that effort, writing out that email and having phone calls, and it just didn't happen. You need to understand that it's outside of you and it's not necessarily happening because of something wrong with you. Um, There's other circumstances that you cannot see. So you just need to let this go because there's better things coming. Um, and just learning not to take it personally. Mm. Oh, that's definitely something, you know, You everyone always listens to like mindfulness podcasts and it's all about how you talk to yourself, obviously. But I think what people so often underestimate is that it's a constant thing that you have to do. It's not like if you're going to say that to yourself once, it'll be like fine and let go. You have to keep saying those kind of things to yourself for it to really sink in. It's never understand why people understand that you know there's a reason why they say practice makes perfect mindfulness is the same thing you don't walk onto the sports field and expect to be a superstar on day one it takes practice so that's very powerful I think that's something that's really great I'm not you made me think I want to go write cards now (laughs) go do it it helps because sometimes in the moment I found that I don't always know what to say to myself so if I write it down and and use it sort of like an affirmation by but for yeah. a specific situation it helps yeah so it's almost like those affirmation cards that you that i've seen like circulate around because i was just thinking the same thing now actually is that sometimes you don't know what to say so maybe it's just a lack of the draw of the cards <laughs> yeah well if you think about the way that we cope with failure and rejection it is repeated patterns from our childhood right mm-hmm. so every single time we got something wrong or were rejected from a person or from an opportunity and stuff like that we kept saying the same things over and over again to ourselves and that created different neural pathways in our brain and it became subconscious to a point where you are automatically reacting to a situation instead of responding to it yeah. um and what the cards help me do is cr- create a new pattern of things that I say to myself or think to myself when a rejection or failure happen. So I kind of undo that coping mechanism that I created within myself when I was a kid. That's very powerful. You've got me and my brain's just going down. I'm thinking about all the things. I'm like, because this week I'm like, oh, there's been some rejection this week and I haven't coped too well with it. And now I'm like, ah, childhood, back. <laughs> Don't react, respond. <laughs> Um, and then just the final question that I ask everyone that comes onto the podcast is that what does feminine me- leadership mean to you? Okay. So I watched your interview with Philippa Dodds. I was very impressed by it. Thank and you. I, I'll let <laughs> um, so I, I actually very much agree with her when it comes to 
uh, I wouldn't say gender leadership, but feminine and male energy when it comes to leadership. So I use a lot of my female energy uh, when it comes to collaborations or empathy when I deal when I deal with my staff or an irate customer. Um, and then I will use my masculine energy when I want to get things done. So when I want to rally my troops, when I want to get deadlines in, or when I want to make a sale. So I wouldn't necessarily define it as feminine leadership. I would define it more as uh, being able to harness both your masculine and your fem feminine energies, mm -hmm. depending on the situation that you find yourself in. Yeah, perfect. So now we move on to a segment that I like to call the ABCs of your career. So starting with A, what was your amazing, affluent Oprah Winfrey aha moment in your career journey? I was business intelligence, operational intelligence for Samsung for small. And this was still in my corporate career. And I remember I was planning this party invite for an event that I was hosting for our, our team members that were coming in from across the country. And I was sitting next to my boss at the time and I just looked at him and I'm like, you know, if I could do this for the rest of my life, I actually would. And uh, in hindsight, I kind of am doing it. I'm like creating like automations for, for events. events, businesses or for events. Yeah. yeah. But at the, at the time, I didn't know that that small little thought would become an aha moment that would launch me into becoming an entrepreneur and starting my own business. Well, there you go. I helped you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't know. I actually did know I wanted to start a business. I just didn't know what business I wanted mm. to start. That's amazing. And B, what was a business blunder turned to blessing? Look, so I've made, I'll be honest, I, I can't point to a specific one, but there's been many mistakes uh, that I've made over the years. Mm. I think uh, uh, one of the rituals or one of the things that I do um, from a failure or rejection is I ask myself, what, what is the one thing that I've learned from this and how can I move forward? Mm. And why that's helped me is because um, you kind of get stuck thinking that if one, if you make a mistake or if one way doesn't work, it means it's never going to work. And mm. that's not true. It's just that you need to find another way around it or another solution to um, whatever didn't work or the mistake that happened. And learn to be kind to yourself yeah there was a woman that was on the podcast who said it's not a failure or rejection it's a redirection which I really loved yeah. it sat with me quite a lot and yeah. C what was a cinematic worthy cock-up moment oh, oh I can tell you the most embarrassing thing that happened to me in corporate well if you're willing to share it <laughs> <laughs> so I was wearing a strapless dress to a meeting uh, with a jacket on top of it, just a nice yeah. smart jacket. And I thought I looked so nice and the meeting went really well. And then as I stood up to leave, the dress went <laughs> in, front of, in front of these boardrooms, in the boardroom oh my with my boss and this very important people. And I didn't know what to do. So I was like, pull up, smile, and just thank, walk thank, out thank the you door. for your time. Um, I'll be going now. 
yeah, I think that was the the biggest dramatic moment that has ever happened to me in my career. Th- that would be one of mine as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't um, look my boss in the eye for a week. Yeah, how did <laughs> what what was the outcome of that meeting afterwards? Did you get the deal? Was the contract what happened? Well, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like uh, one of the internal meetings with oh, it, it was just a normal the, internal meeting yeah but it was like all the big heads of departments mm. of, of my company and my boss and I was like literally just there with my boss taking notes and then yeah oh, no. dress goes down <laughs> shame oh, strapless dresses beware <laughs> I've doing? never worn a strapless dress after that <laughs> goodness and now we move to our quick fire questions so it's just really quick fire whatever comes first to mind just spit it out so one if you could change the world's perception about one thing what would it be failure failure i love that that's why we're on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah. And two, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? There's been, there's been quite a few, especially when you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, by people who, who have not been on this journey and don't understand how difficult it is. Yeah. Um, I think go get a job. I'll, I'm just going to say go get a job. Yeah. As an entrepreneur. Worst piece of advice. Was, don't listen. What- just I'm circling now a bit back to our discussion before but when you launched Eventmate Pro had was this the first business after you left your corporate job that you launched no it wasn't it was my second okay uh my my first business was an event planning business um but because of my background in tech I was developing solutions for myself technology solutions so that's how Eventmate started. Uh, I went and had a chat to my attorneys and they told me, uh, you can't have both because you're going to be going to be competing against people and building technology for them and looking at their uh, background information. Conflict of interest. make a choice. That's it. So I had to close the, the first business up. So then when this person told you, go get a job, was this during your first business or event made? Look, so um, family and friends that are, you know, they grew up with the conditioning, get a job, uh, stay in a job for the next 20 years or climb up the corporate ladder and then just retire and live a good life. I've been told throughout my entrepreneurial career to just go and get a job and get a stable income. Okay. Um, yeah, I hope that, that answers. Yeah, no, it does. And then in contrast of that, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm, just take it step by step. Just breathe. I like that. Patience. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too sure what kind of books you read. So if you read fictional ones, if you could live in any book, which one would it be? Or what is your favorite book of all time that you can highly recommend? So you can answer both or depending on what kind of books you read. So uh, I read a lot, both online and hard copy. I find myself, um, especially when you're a business owner and entrepreneur, you find yourself trying to develop yourself mm. either emotionally or mentally all the yeah. time. I think the book that made 
the biggest impact on me when I first started and helped me through the first five years of running a business was the seven habits of highly effective people uh, by Stephen R. Covey. Yeah. Good book. Really good book. On my reading list. (laughs) Okay. Why did you find that so so helpful? Because it teaches you how to deal with yourself first before you deal with people outside of you. Um, so how to time manage yourself, how to get the right positive mindset, how to speak to yourself. It teaches you that you have to, which is absolutely true, that you have to go within yourself and to um, unlearn quite a few things. He calls it the terrain, okay. the terrain or the mind map that you've created in your mind and how to change that. And once you've done that, then you can go outside and start influencing people, um, especially as a business owner or, or as an entrepreneur. So, you, you know, when you're always selling, you're always influencing, mm. you're selling or you're influencing your staff to join your company or to be motivated to get something done. Um, you're, you're selling or you're influencing investors to invest in your businesses, yeah. in your business or a customer to buy. Um, there's a lot of sales and influencing that happens. So the thing that I found the most valuable about this book is that he teaches you how to deal with yourself first and then how to go outside and then to start you using your actual influence and your, your power on the other people that come into your business. Okay. I feel like this is meant to be a quick fire round and I'm just making the question so much longer. I'm like, okay, tell me about this. Tell me about that. So I don't last, mind, go for it. <laughs> and this is the last question, and I might ask you to expand. I don't know, it depends on what you say. Is three people that you would have over for dinner for a dinner party, dead or alive? That's interesting. There's so many. So I I I love history. Like uh, I'm a history buff. So I firmly believe that the past uh influences or dictates the future. Mm. So there's so many people. This is such an interesting quick question. So um, there is a psychiatrist by the name of Viktor Frankl. Yes, uh, uh, The Man's Search for Meaning. I know. Oh, yeah. So that book is also really good, guys. So good. <laughs> so, so he was in a concentration camp and his insights and his thoughts from that concentration camp and on how to live your, your life. Is, yeah. is brilliant so definitely him I'd want to pick his mind what else I like interesting people with complex stories because I, I feel like I just want to pick their brain and yeah. listen I and mean, find out what made them make made a decision you don't have to explain made. it's your dinner party <laughs> um I don't know there's so many uh maybe Mahatma Gandhi definitely okay. uh, let's take an interesting figure from history that I, I just want to find out about Mm, there's this Chinese philosopher I can't remember his name let me just quickly hop on Google's Lao Tzu yes that's it I know who you're talking about now (laughs) okay that's you it's very it's kind of because philosophical people as well and very spiritual because they all kind of talk about that perseverance and that human spirit and perseverance so I can imagine sitting at that table and hearing about the human spirit and spirituality and perseverance. Oh, can I come as well? I think for, me, 
I think for, yeah, you can, you're invited. <laughs> um, I think what's interesting for me is like, um, they actually conquered themselves first before mm. they started influencing people. So that's the most interesting thing to me. Like, I just want to find out, you know, what did you do to conquer yourself, to understand yourself that, that led people to want to follow you? I love that so much. I feel like I resonate on it quite a lot because I think it's the scariest thing to not understand yourself. So I'm always like wanting to have like personal nights where I like sit and think like into myself, like, why am I doing these things? Like, why do I act this way? <laughs> so I really resonate with that. That would be quite the dinner party. Uh, that's the end of our interview. I just want to say thank you so much for oh, coming on. I know it went so quickly. It, it did. It just, that, that, that was it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That was fun. I enjoyed Good. that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and being so honest as well with what's happened and, you know, how you deal with situations. I'm sure lots of people who do listen to this will find it very helpful and then take some time to look into themselves and also speak kindly to themselves. Thank you so much, Nikki.